Hey, welcome back to The Control Room, a podcast by Illumination Project. A quick note about today's episode. A few months back, I had the chance to share a story, my story, of this year with my church family through our internal podcast called Exchanging Stories. Uh, This has been a project of ours to kind of just share stories of church members and how the Lord is working and moving within our church. I think it's an awesome idea, and I love that we're doing it. I know I talked a little bit about how crazy this year was and the passing of my dad, but I thought it might be good to share here this podcast and this story of how the Lord's been moving and working in my life. Uh, Thanks again to all who are listening. If this is your first time, let us know how we're doing. Leave a comment, a review, something down below. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. So here's my podcast with Exchanging Stories. Lamenting is is different than just despair. We're, we're lamenting the, the grief process and what's happened in the brokenness of this world while hoping for the resurrection. Hey, in today's episode, we're here with TJ Copel. You guys have probably seen TJ leading worship on stage. How are you, TJ? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I'm really excited to, to uh, share some of your stories um, with the rest of Exchange. And uh, you guys have probably seen TJ up on, on stage leading us in worship, uh, forcing us to clap uh, <laughs> many, many Sundays, yeah. which is really good for us. Uh, and TJ has a unique gift of leading worship, but also pulling in the arts towards worship. He's got ministries that, that run parallel to exchange, intertwined with exchange, and then branch off into other parts of the world. So tell us a little bit about your, your ministry and, and what you're doing right now. Yeah. Um, yes, exchange, as you're listening, I'm, I'm thankful for your clapping and your singing on, on Sunday morning. It gives me fuel uh, for my soul. Um, and yeah, I think uh, what we see on Sunday morning is a, a big thing and a big parallel for all of life in that arts um, really affect us and move us as people, as, as image bearers. I think the Lord has uh, used music and different arts and aesthetics to kind of stir our affections uh, for our creator. And I think as, as an artist, I want to push into that space. And so I have uh, a ministry, a band called Illumination Project, and we get to travel around. Yeah, really and, good uh, band. Yeah, too. and we get to, to sing and, and, and worship with people as well as just make songs that are hopefully a little more challenging and to listen to and ask different questions than maybe just the traditional worship song that is uh, meant for singing together in a congregation. Um, and along with that, I try to partner with other artists as well. And uh, hopefully we'll one day be able to disciple and mentor those artists to do the same thing. Yeah. I, some of the music that you're cranking out right now is, is obviously inspired by life stories, mm-hmm. by things you're going to uh, and through one particular song, Birds and Lilies, uh, is, <laughs> yeah. is um, I mean, it, you know, we, we spent a long time as a church going through the book of Matthew yeah. um, that talks about Jesus' words, you know, the, the, the birds are cared for, the lilies are, are clothed, um, you know, don't worry about tomorrow. And I'm not saying that you took that from our series at Exchange. <laughs> Uh, probably just more from Jesus, um, but it's it's a song that makes you think and a yeah. song that brings kind of some some solace and maybe some some troubled waters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I still find myself uh, reciting those lyrics to myself, where uh, it's kind of just the Lord affirming 
that he sees us spinning and toiling, uh, but to look look at those birds and the lilies and how much more he cares for them, yes. uh, for us than uh, than those. So, birds. TJ, uh, for for people at Exchange who who have not heard Illumination Project. Uh, tell us where they can go to to stream it or to uh, read some of those lyrics or yeah. to, to meditate on some of those things you're writing. Yeah, so if you ever want to learn anything about what we're doing, uh, our website's always best, illuminationproject.org, and I'm sure there will be a space below with a link that you can click, and that'll be great. Um, yes. And then also uh, Spotify, if you search Spotify, Illumination Project, and that's Illumination Project with an I, not Elimination Project. You might find something different if you look for that. <laughs> okay. um, that's been a common uh, confusion point. Uh, we're trying to illuminate Christ, uh, not eliminate. That's, so, that's probably a good <laughs> a big idea. hinge point, yeah. Yes. Uh, really worth checking out if you've never listened to it before. I don't know. Um, you know, I, as a just a friend of TJ, whenever I listen to um, his stuff, I'm just proud. I'm proud to mm-hmm. be his friend. I'm proud to, to know you. Uh, to know your guys, his band, just really quality guys um, that love Jesus and and want to make him known rather than just build their platform. Yeah, that's what I appreciate about it. Yeah, so uh, go check that out. Um, one of the things that we're talking about today, and and probably in in a lot of sensitive ways, is just the recent story that TJ has been asked to walk um, and forced to walk in his family. Uh, in the past few months, TJ, your family's walked through some really difficult times uh, with ups and downs, mm-hmm. uh, moments of, of hope and then moments of uh, deep despair. Um, would you mind telling Exchange what the past few months has, has looked like for you, for those that might not know or have kind of watched from a distant yeah. sideline? Yeah. Um yeah, I think the the past this year's just been a hard year, you know, in in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um obviously the most forward facing uh one that thankfully exchange has been praying for us and with us through and and kind of praying into that space is uh the the loss of my dad in January. So we I lost my dad rather suddenly and he he's he was a young dude like not a uh it, it was unexpected for sure um so we lost him in january and since then it's just been a cycle of mourning and grief and yeah. um i tell people that it's been one of the hardest years of my life uh and probably will continue to be for the rest of the year and, and more um but it's also on the other hand been a very sweet and unique season for me, uh, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit later as far as how the Lord has just comforted me and invited me into a space that I, I didn't even know really existed, um, in the midst of suffering and grief and despair, like you said. Yeah. yeah. So your, your dad, um, and your parents live in Florida mm-hmm. and, um, over Christmas you were able to see them spend yeah. great time with them. Yeah. Yeah. Have those highs of just doing what families do over the holidays uh, and then walking this kind of sudden loss out. Mm -hmm. It's, there's a lot of memories there and a lot Mm -hmm. of, a lot of, I I don't know, just emotional uh, roller coastering of holidays (laughs) and the, the deepest lows that families go through. Yeah. Yeah. I think even with, with this season where just our family in general was just kind of in a weird season. Uh, not like within my intermediate family, they were solid, but more just extended family stuff. And, um, so I think 
as we approached the holidays, uh, when all of this kind of went down in December, we kind of went into it with the normal anxieties that everybody drives yeah. to their Christmas dinner with, you know, right. it's like, okay, what, what's the conversation going to be at the table? Like what, uh, who's going to throw what fist first, you know, yes. <laughs> um, just the normal stuff. And then it was crazy how quickly, uh, that just got equalized. Yeah. It didn't and, matter. Yeah, anymore. It didn't matter. Like we, we were forced to look at the bigger, the bigger things and, and the, the more serious things and push into spaces that we never thought, uh, we would have to push in, Yeah, you know? Um, yeah. There's there, I mean, there's a lot of lessons there, but I think what are we probably four months out of that right yeah. now? Yeah. Which is still really early. And, and also one of those reasons why I wanted to bring TJ on now, because in our own personal conversations, we talked about this and I know that you're, you're ready to have this conversation Mm -hmm. because it's not all the way finished yet. Right. Typically like we're able to share stories way after the fact, and those are good, but I think sometimes the church misses out on being able to walk those things through with you and see different touch points along the way to say like, where am I at four months? Mm -hmm after losing my father. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to have this conversation for that reason, not because the story's completed or finished or because we can, you know, claim absolute victory and see all of the things that we didn't see before, but because I know you, because we've shared these stories, mm-hmm. you know, between ourselves without microphones or a computer. Yeah. And, um, I know you're able to share just the rawness mm-hmm. Uh, of where you are right now. I think maybe one of the first questions that I have at this point, in a four months past, looking back, can you see any ways that God was preparing you for this moment yet? Uh, Yes and no. I I think, obviously, you're never prepared for something like this, right? Like, uh, especially like, I'm only 30 like my, my dad wasn't even 50 yet, you know, like that's a little sobering when yeah. you hear that. And, uh, in, in all of the ways it's sobering, uh, in the sense that like, yeah, there's no way you could have been prepared for that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, I think in his kindness, uh, the Lord has prepped us and in my family in particular, like Krista and I in, how we lean into his provision and care. Uh, you know, we've, we've walked through deep seasons before and, and seasons where, uh, we didn't know what the next month was going to look like. And we were even entering into a similar season again, uh, and this kind of threw it for a loop. And so I think, yes, in the sense that he's, we've seen him care for us in ways before. This is just like almost leveling up in his provision and care and, and, uh, trusting him more. Uh, so yeah, yeah, and, and you know, as as I kind of, I don't know, watched from the sidelines a little bit, walked with you through this. One of the things was it wasn't just like a single faceted thing Mm-mm. either. Mm-mm. So TJ's dad, your dad owned a few businesses. Yeah, um, you're the oldest in the family, just turning thirty. Yeah, um, and. Um, a lot of weight and responsibility fell on you during the time that your dad was sick Mm -hmm. to try to keep that business going. And also after he passed to figure out what to do and really how to care for your family as well as grieve yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It it was, it was definitely a unique situation. And 
um, some obviously like self-imposed and then some not right. Like, sure. um, I think my natural bend is going to be to shoulder a lot and, and try to try to just muscle through it. Um, and so I, I definitely leaned into that a lot, uh, when I was in Florida and just walking through the immediate next steps. Um, but yeah, it was, it was very complex and it, and it continues to get even more complex as time goes on, which I think is the, the, the good and sharing, like you said earlier, the story that's not yet complete yeah. and not yet dealt with. Yeah. Um, and I think by, by his grace, I've been able to, uh, see the the joy and and sharing the vulnerabilities and the and the fears uh and the weaknesses because then i'm we're able to turn right back around and boast in his provision and grace and mercy yeah and and as a dad also walking your two boys well three boys avery's a little young to understand Mm -hmm. august is how old he's five he's five yeah and so walking him through this it's been wild it's been wild and even like uh, I think that's also been like one of the sweetest things too. Uh, I've had so many more conversations about heaven uh, and about hell and about Jesus uh, with my five-year-old, you know, and uh, he's asking really good questions. I could share many stories uh, that would just be uh, probably tear jerking for a lot of us where, yeah. uh, you know, we just get to redirect their gaze a lot more than yeah. we would have been before even with Adler you know uh, I'll I'll catch him <laughs> there's a story Krista told me uh, a while ago of him just yelling at the sky uh showing Papa his airplane oh, man. you know <laughs> it's like stuff like that oh, man. where we get to say yeah like you're right like he's he's not gone forever that's you right know? there's a there's Let's a hope go. that we have and and so that's stuff that we get to share with our 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 three-year-old and five-year-old, you know? Um, and it's, th- this is, is like, we, we do not long for these stories to mm-hmm. be part of our kids' stories for sure. Or, or our stories, right? Like, uh, death is a part of life mm-hmm. and it's, those days are never anything that we want to walk through. Yeah. And certainly nothing that we want to walk our children through. No. And yet in the middle of this excruciating story, there's glimmers of light and hope. And in those stories where you get to, to walk a three-year-old through, you'll see Papa again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, I mean, goodness. Yeah. It's, it's a great, uh, I think it's just a, it's, it's actually a grace when you get to hear the gospel back to you. Like even now, uh, Adler doesn't, he doesn't quite get it socially. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, he's now stopped asking for Papa on FaceTime, right. Which is a big mile marker for us. Right. Cause we wanted to get past, uh, the hurt that that kind of causes yeah. and the memory. But like when we get in the car to like, when we were heading to Florida this time, we just got back from a trip to Florida. Uh, when they got in the car this time, it was like, yeah, Adler reminded us, um, that Papa's not sick anymore. Oh, you know? And like, it was just like, that's incredible. Papa's not sick anymore. We'll see him again. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me that, you know? So how did your dad's passing shape your thoughts towards heaven? Yeah. It's a great question. Um, I think like you said before, um, and I heard Matt Chandler say something similar when he was kind of walking through his, his chemo and cancer process. And I've definitely felt it now where I, I kind of got to the, 
end of myself a little bit where it was like, Oh, I actually believe this. Yeah. Like I actually believe that this isn't the end. Mm -hmm. And and I know that sounds weird to say, because we're taught that like, that's like the foundation of our faith. Yeah. Right. Um, that we have the hope in Christ, but I think it's, like I said, it was sobering and, and kind of a reality hitting you in the face and almost like a litmus test of like, okay, where's my allegiance really lie? Yeah. And so it's definitely like re reframed my longing for heaven and, and longing for, um, the, the brokenness of this world just to be obliterated. Um, and, and it's just, yeah, I think it's, it's also made me confront the realities of, of my own fears of death that I think, uh, oftentimes we don't talk about. And sometimes I even feel like the enemy tries to convince me of being guilty of fearing it, fearing the unknown, right. Mm-hmm. Of fearing something that I don't quite understand. There's something like, like it's such a tough reality, mm-hmm. right. Of, of saying like we, faith, hard faith, mm-hmm. pressing into Jesus, believing his words about heaven are true. Yeah. And yet, being forced with the reality of the humanity within us, mm-hmm. uh, that faith is a very, you know, abstract concept. Yeah. In every other part of our life, you know, we, we see things and we make decisions based on those. We, yeah. we get stats or statistics or smells or, or we hear things, yeah. you know, when we react on those things. And this is, is reacting and living based off of scripture, which we know is true. Yeah. And yet have these feelings inside of us to say, like, I, I've never seen this. I've, I've never experienced this. Yeah. Well, the it, it's, it's interesting because it does require a reaction, but that reaction is more a posture than a doing. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, so, so it's, it's more of a posture of taking. Explain that just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the, the reaction, uh, usually when something happens to us, our reaction is to do something else, right? Like to, yes. to, to enact an action against someone or for someone or for a cause. And this, when something like this happens, your reaction is a posture in the sense of like taking a back seat and taking it, taking a, getting on your knees before the Lord and saying, I'm out of control. You're actually the good shepherd. Yeah. And I'm going to choose to trust that this is a green pasture, mm-hmm. uh, that these are still waters, right? Psalm 23, I've been sitting in there a lot. Um, and that that you're you're walking with me through the valley of the shadow of death and darkness, yes. and death and dying, and um, that's that's literally you doing nothing, <laughs> yeah. but looking at Jesus and, and trusting. And that's, so that's it. That's a posture. That's it. Um, so yeah, it's a different kind of reaction that I'm realizing and learning to have. Yeah, we we want to look to explanations and reasons, and we want some type of resolve there and. And the reality is, is, yeah. is that we live in the broken world that you, you should not have to bury your father before yeah. 50. Yeah. You know, that's just the reality of it. That's, that's not how things are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't walk your child through the passing of their grandfather. Mm-hmm. And yet you do. And yet we're faced with promises yeah. that, that he has not abandoned us. Mm. And we read those stories in scripture, you know, like we read the stories of, gosh, I mean, just, you know, everyone, Abraham, you know, Jacob, I, you know, like just the whole way through Joseph spends yeah. years in prison, this season of darkness. And, mm-hmm. and yet he's faced with the reality of, well, God's not finished. God's not done. He's, he's not abandoned you. 
But in those moments, it seems really dark. Yeah. It seems almost too dark yeah. for God to say that he's still there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so as, as you guys have been walking those dark days, you've pressed into the Lord. Mm-hmm. And some days that pressing yields peace. Mm-hmm. You know, some days it, it yields joy. And then some days it's still silence. Yeah. Right, yeah. like every day isn't one of those days where we read a passage, we flip open to the Psalms and some yeah. things that you're reading, and it's just like overwhelmed with all of the things, right? Like I think that's what we're told that we're supposed to do yeah. and supposed to feel. Yep. But some days are still dark. Yeah, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I I think um, that's the importance of that delighting in the Lord every every day, like night and day, and constantly turning back to his word and what he's doing and, and looking and having community. My goodness. Like if it weren't for our, our friends, uh, just constantly sometimes lifting up our heads and forcing us to look at, at yeah. the gospel, you know, um, and just walking with us through it. And even, even in the midst of like, as soon as it happened back in January, like knowing that all of exchange was praying for us and getting, getting people behind us in prayer. I think for a while that was literally the only thing holding us up. And and especially at the beginning, we had just a lot of things to do. Yeah. There was just a lot of stuff to do that we didn't anticipate on doing. And so that required so much energy. And so now it's starting to die down. And so now it's just looking a little different as far as like pressing in with community and, uh, there, yeah, sure. There's definitely good days and bad days, um, but it's how, how, how that posture again. Like, how, how are we reacting? Yeah. To those bad days, do we? Uh, sometimes we don't. I don't always react to the best. You well, know, sure. Obviously, and, <laughs> and having and having community in those days to force you yeah. to react in ways that you should, and also stand beside you in mm-hmm. the days that you're not. Yeah. You know, and. I was able to with Ed. Uh, we we went down for that really tough day. Mm-hmm. But what was incredible to me is there was literally an exchange row, yeah, yeah. Um, in yeah. Florida. You know where there was just like there was a community of people around you and Krista and the boys, yeah. Um, in ways that just like made me proud to to have my family at exchange, yeah, yeah. And to have my family in this community, and really, I'm yeah. I'm sure you know other communities would do the same. Uh, this is the community that we found ourselves in and, and one that you and I have walked together for a long time. Yeah. And man, I was just really proud to, to, to see that and yeah. to experience that with you. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I, I, I'll never forget. Uh, I had the pleasure of like leading some worship. At I don't the know how you life. did, man. It was, it was, I needed it. Like, I think I never, I'll never forget just the wall of voices coming back at me. Um, for, for me like it was it was for me yeah uh, you know needing to to hear how how he loved and how he was jealous for our hearts yeah and our lives even in the midst of a a, a morning and, and dark season yeah um so yeah it was it was a good sweet time it was it was incredible it was absolutely incredible uh really as we close uh tj those who are walking through grief is there something that you can say that you wish someone said to you or maybe we're grateful that some people consistently did say to you 
um, in those dark moments, in those dark days where they, they flip open the passage, mm-hmm. they read uh, where they're supposed to read, <laughs> and they don't feel what they feel like they're supposed to feel. Yeah. Right? What, what would you say to that person as you still have those days? Yeah. What would you say to them? Uh, I think a couple things. I think um, the first that I'm constantly being reminded of is it, it's okay to feel the feelings and to lean into them, yeah. right? Like it's it's okay to feel sad and to lament, uh, but but lamenting is is different than just despair, yes. right? Um, we're we're lamenting the the grief process and what's happened and the brokenness of this world while hoping in the and hoping for the resurrection that's right uh to come uh so there's that i think so lean into where the lord has you uh know that you're safe with the good shepherd yeah you're you're safe to spin out and get a little wild at at times Mm -hmm. uh he's not shocked by it um and so that's like more on the personal side and then i think on the the more reactionary uh public side is just as the Lord's been gracious with you in that private time of like lashing out at him. (laughs) Yeah. Also do the same for other people. Mm. Um, I, I was, I I'm telling my family and, and, and and myself that like sometimes people just don't know what to say. Um, when faced with your heavy situation and grieving. And sometimes they say some pretty dumb. Yeah. Or they say something stupid. Yeah. (laughs) And, and so it could be very easy to just like lash out at them and, and yeah, and say, well, you have no idea and just like break the relationship, but then you're actually isolating yourself. And so extend the grace you've been given in those conversations. Uh, They're not going to get it. They're not going to understand, but they can still be with you in it and point you to the one who does understand and and is with you. Um, So yeah, that's kind of your public and private. Yeah, so good, TJ. And I I just want to say thanks for being vulnerable today. Thanks for taking the time and honestly trusting us with your story. Uh, Thanks for sharing, uh, exchanging your story. Um, Thanks for leading us in worship. Um, Some some weeks you've got the the center microphone, and some weeks you lead from the side of the stage Mm -hmm. where... Your energy and excitement uh, help exchange on yeah. sleepy Sunday mornings, yeah. and uh, we're forever grateful for your presence at Exchange. We love you, man. Hey, thanks again for tuning into the control room. Come back next week as we will be answering some of your questions. Uh, if you haven't had a chance yet to go check out our Patreon, that is where we are going to be gathering some of your questions about faith, about art, pretty much anything you want to ask us. We're going to be giving our Patreon members first shot at the those questions and then we'll be back here with a series we're going to kind of call creator support so i'll see you next week